Hello listeners this is Aditya Shri Mankar welcome to a new episode of Investing Fundas Investing Fundas curates investment ideas economic data and business news from India and abroad and presents the best bits to you in just a few minutes This podcast is for information purpose only and is not intended to be investment advice In this week I'll be covering the following topics. Number 1. Charlie Munger turns 80 million dollars into 500 million with just two decisions. Number 2. Tips for avoiding value traps. Number 3. Mistakes made by GE investors. And number 4. My startup idea of the week. In a short interview that Charlie Munger gave, he explained how he made 4 or 500 million dollars from just two decisions. He says, "I talked about patience. I read Barrons for 50 years. In 50 years, I found one investment opportunity in Barrons and made 80 million dollars with almost no risk. I took the 80 million dollars and gave it to Li Lu, the successful uh, Chinese investment banker." who turned it into 4 or 500 million dollars so i have made 4 or 500 million dollars from reading barrens for 50 years and following one idea now that doesn't help you very much i'm sorry but that's the way it really happened value investing can be a lucrative style of investing but it is a research intensive process If you fail to do your research you could end up in a value trap which is possibly the worst situation for an investor to find themselves in Rupert Hargreaves in a blog on gurufocus.com shares some guidelines to avoid this situation Number 1 whether structural or cyclical before making any investment you need to determine if this uh, the stock that you're interested in is cheap for structural or cyclical reasons If it falls into the former camp then it is more likely to be a value trap take for example the newspaper industry there are plenty of interesting opportunities in this sector today but as earnings are falling across the sector it is difficult to figure out how much these businesses are worth using cash flow forecasts cyclical companies on the other hand are far more suitable for value investing as we can estimate how much these companies will be able to earn at different points in the cycles we don't know when the cycle will turn but we do know commodity prices generally go through peaks and troughs number 2 debt and cash a company that has too much debt and not enough cash is always a red flag but it is more so when that business is struggling to stay alive A stock that is being overlooked by the market due to its high debt levels could also be a great value investment if the company is generating a lot of cash flow which will allow it to reduce the debt quickly that's why it's important to keep in close eye on both debt and cash flows number 3 management in a turnaround situation if the management does not have skin in the game they have no incentive to complete the turnaround so companies with significant insider ownership especially those that are still managed by their founders 
are more likely to be able to successfully turn themselves around. If management has no insider ownership and is just using the business as a piggy bank, it might be best to avoid the stock altogether. Investors who invested in the GE General Electric stock like 15 years ago have lost more than 40% of their capital through the end of October 2018. This compares with a gain of over 250% over the same time period in the S&P 500 index. Gary Mishuris, a contributor on behavioralvalueinvestor.com, shares his thoughts on the investing mistakes made by GE investors. Number 1. Over-extrapolating past results into the future Investors were mesmerized by the high profit growth rates produced by GE under Jack Welch and assumed that they were sustainable far into the future. Jack Welch was in charge of GE from 1981 to 2001 and the company reached new heights during his tenure. They didn't, stay, they didn't stop to think about how the future might differ from the past. Number two, focusing, focusing on short term. Some investors became caught up in Wall Street's quarterly earnings game where success is measured by whether or not the company beats the average of the analysts' quarterly estimates. Amazingly, the company seemed to always exceed analyst earnings expectations reinforcing a perception of management acumen and providing investors with an expectation of a quick reward. Number 3. Confusing conventional with conservative. See, now retail and institutional investors derived a sense of comfort from how well-known and well-regarded the company was. Institutional investors knew that many of their peers held GE stock and that it was a large component of important benchmarks against which they were measured. So it felt safe to be in the middle of the herd. Conventional wisdom made GE appear to be very safe, a conservative investment. The future turned out to be quite different. Number 4. Ignoring high embedded stock expectations At the end of the Jack, Jack Welch era, almost no price appeared to be too high to the investors. With GE's price-to-earnings ratio approaching 30x, down from a peak of over 40x in 2000. To justify such high valuation, the company would have to produce profit growth far above that of the average company just for the stock to achieve market-level returns. Number 5. Not understanding the business well enough. Conglomerates with many disparate businesses make it harder to thoroughly analyze each business unit. Investors became overconfident by listening to management promises and did not grasp how poorly they understood the long-term economic characteristics of some of the major businesses in GE's portfolio. So, should we invest in the GE stock or not? One of the best things about investing is that you don't have to answer challenging questions, but instead seek out easier ones. If you think you are qualified to assess the future of GE under the leadership of a deservedly acclaimed CEO and from a low valuation level, then it is something that you should thoroughly examine.
and now time for my startup idea of the week this week i'm not really speaking about a you know a conventional startup but it's an interesting piece of economics that i came across and would which would be helpful for any would be entrepreneurs uh scroll.in surveyed and analyzed the daily economics of a roadside food stall next to a railway station in mumbai which serves breakfast food this particular food stall next to a suburban station in mumbai sees an average of 500 plates of food sold on a daily basis from 7am to 11am the average selling price per plate is 15 rupees or about 20 cents since it's run as a family business their expenses are mainly the daily cost of ingredients which is about 3000 rupees which is less than 45 dollars this sees them bring in a net profit on a monthly basis of 115000 rupees that's about 1650 dollars the biggest advantage of such a food stall is the footfall the busiest stations in mumbai handle footfalls of more than 6 lakh passengers in a single day and obviously the peak hours are the the breakfast uh, time in the mornings from 7 to 11 and the evenings while commuters are going back home the location is also a disadvantage as uh, these are all illegal food stalls with no licenses given out by the local municipal corporations you know they they are not allowed to have food stalls next to the railway stations so they have to maneuver the comings and goings of municipal buses and trucks doing their daily checks and now time for my mutual fund tip of the week do not over allocate capital to a sectoral fund because diversification is very low in such a fund And now time for Warren Buffett's quote of the week. He says, "Buy a stock the way you would buy a house. Understand and like it such that you'd be content to own it in the absence of any market." Thank you all for listening in. Invest wise, invest safe, invest profitably. Visit equisearch.in for more podcasts and blogs.